Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. The deadly H5N1 avian influenza strain, also known as bird flu, is one step closer to arriving on our shores after it was detected on the Antarctic mainland at the weekend. This influenza strain has already killed millions of animals around the world and there are fears it could pose a real threat to Aotearoa's endangered bird life. Both Australia and New Zealand remain free of the virus for now, but how long is that expected to last and what should we be doing to prepare? Well, to help us understand the situation a bit better, uh, I'm joined now by University of Otago virologist Professor Gemma Geegan. Kia ora to you. How worrying is this that the H5N1 strain's been detected on the Antarctic mainland? Yeah, so this Spanish-led research team yesterday announced that um, this highly pathogenic strain of avian influenza has been confirmed for the first time, as you said, on Antarctic's mainland. Now, it has previously been detected on the islands between South America and Antarctica um, over the past few months, but this is the first time that it's been confirmed on that mainland. So um, this means that um, it's it's alarming, but it's not all that surprising given how geographically widespread this virus has become now globally. Um, so it, it is quite alarming, um, as I said, but, but not um, all that surprising given what we've seen over the last few years and this the spread of the virus. Mm. Is it significant that it has arrived in Antarctica, given, I, I don't know, instinctively I would feel like maybe Antarctica's climate would protect it from things like this, but I don't know why I think that. So I guess the finding that it is now on Antarctic mainland is that it demonstrates the ability of this virus to spread over long distances. Um, and it also highlights how it could potentially spread even further. Um, now, the detection of it in Antarctica makes it makes that Australasia is the last continent that's free of the virus um, at the moment. So it, it just basically demonstrates the ability of this virus to spread. Um, so in 2021, um, this virus was first sort of detected um, that has been sort of winging it away around the world, killing millions of birds and and often actually spilling over to even mammals, mm. um, mainly marine mammals. And the strain has been spreading very rapidly. And, and this spread and change in its geographic and um, host range is caused by sort of subtle changes to its genetic code, allowing this ex- massive expansion of of the host range and geographic range um, at really scales that we haven't seen before. What is the potential impact of this finding its way here? Well, as I said, um, this now makes it Australasia, so New Zealand and Australia, sort of the last continent free of the virus. However, it does demonstrate that um, it, it's you know edging closer, and of course it's. Um, 
it's already been detected throughout Southeast Asia um, as well. So, so we're really um, sort of cornered from from both both sides. Um, it means that um, it has vast potential to spread even further up to New Zealand um, now. And so, what it means is that we need to, um, you know, have close surveillance both in New Zealand as well as the New Zealand subantarctic islands um, for you know, detecting this virus early were it to spread there. Yeah, because I guess I'm curious as to how a virus like this would make its way over to New Zealand and what, if any, precautionary measures we could take to try to stop or, or at least arrest that spread. Yeah, so the virus at the moment ha- um, has been detected near Argentina's base, which is on the western side of Antarctica, close to South America. So it's actually still really far away from New Zealand geographically. But the point is now it's on the mainland. It has um, uh, the ability to to spread across that mainland um, quite quickly, potentially, because basically hundreds of thousands of birds, such as penguins, gather quite tightly um, across the mainland, packed in sort of tight, colonies Mm -hmm. and so across that mainland it it could easily spread um and and edge its way closer to the sub-antarctic islands um of new zealand and then of course there are migratory birds that um that often migrate between these islands and new zealand as well as across the rest of the world as well and that's the main driver of virus spread um that that we've seen during this outbreak is is through migratory birds. You talked before about the importance of having early detection methods. Um, are there other precautionary methods that, that measures rather that that we can take vaccines, for example, against this particular virus? Yes. So I know the Department of Conservation are already trialling vaccines um, and on some of our really endangered birds and. Um, and that's been done elsewhere around the world as well. And so, um, you know, both uh, the Department of Conservation and NMPI are are both taking precautionary measures such as expanding surveillance, vaccination, um, warning the public about um, what to see, uh, what to do if you see, you know, lots of dead birds, for example. Um, so, so you know, public messaging is is already out there, and um, I guess just to make more people aware is um, is that if you do see lots of dead birds or um, or, or sort of um, dead marine mammals, mm-hmm. um, you know, don't approach them. Call the MPI hotline, um, and and a disease investigation will um, will take place to to determine uh, what the cause would be. And again, you mentioned earlier that this isn't just limited to birds, it's also jumped to largely marine mammals at this stage. Is there a chance, though, that viruses like this could spread to domesticated animals or even farmed animals as well, to the best of your knowledge? Um, There is a potential, and um, it has even jumped into humans as well. Um, And I guess the... Um, I guess one of the reassuring things about this um, outbreak so far, anyway, is that the spillovers from um, aquatic birds to to mammal mammalian hosts mm. have always been sort of dead end spillovers. Um, so that you know, even uh, if it was a large population of of seals, for example, that um, that, that had the disease, this 
are these are sort of independent spillovers. So the virus isn't appearing to transmit between mammals. Right. And and so um of course things always evolve and change, but at the moment in a way it's it's doesn't appear to be transmissible between humans or other mammals. And so it makes it less of a risk for um you know to ca- cause an outbreak among mammalian hosts mm-hmm. it um of course mammals are um are susceptible that may come in contact with um with hosts with the disease and it's even it's been found in a whole range of mammalian hosts including even um uh polar bears mm-hmm. so um it, yes of, of course that's um uh you know Sorry, the uh, potential to to sort of infect um, other terrestrial mammals is there. It's just that you need to have sort of contact with with the host, and this is um, becomes more of a risk. For example, if it gets into poultry farms. Jim, mm. just on a, on a broader sense, why do birds get so many flus? What what is it about them? So different types of bird flu have been around a very long time, perhaps as long as we've had birds on this planet. Um, So bird flu itself is not something that's new. Um, Mm. So sometimes these viruses um, are not at all deadly and, um, and have sort of evolved with, with the host over millions of years. And, um, and, and, you know, they don't seem to cause any disease at all. Um, but there are also strains of this highly pathogenic avian influenza that do cause a lot more um, disease or, or damage to the hosts. And it was um, around 30 years ago in the um, 1990s that a specific strain of this avian influenza known as H5N1 mm-hmm. um, was first detected in China, in in domestic um, geese, and this virus sort of spread through um, domestic sort of chickens and and other um, other avian hosts, you know, and, and killed them um, very quickly and and caused large large scale disease um, outbreaks among, um, especially among poultry. So, so from that um, detection, you know, this virus has always sort of been around at quite low prevalence, um, but usually confined to specific um, causing disease in, in just specific hosts, such as chickens and other domestic poultry and and um, and animals. And so, it it you know, um, it was always something that in New Zealand, for example, um, we have had surveillance for but has never been sort of a high risk um yeah. worry for the country and it wasn't until um sort of around 2020 2021 that a new strain of of this h5n1 which um sort of came about from sort of swapping parts of the virus genome with other very uh, closely related influenza viruses between domestic birds and um and wild birds and this um this basically resulted in a even deadlier version of the virus and so this is what's sort of been now spreading around the world um these genetic changes have allowed the virus to um 
expand its types of hosts that right. it can infect mm-hmm. and also then it means that it can expand its geographic range as well viruses are very clever aren't they um Look, we 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 probably you know we're all pretty hypersensitive, I suppose, to things like this, given given COVID and um in swine flu and so on and so forth. But uh, stepping back uh, from your point of view, how worried are you about this spreading to New Zealand? Maybe on a scale of one to ten, if that's helpful. If it's not, disregard the scale, please. Um, I guess. It could be quite dis- dis- disastrous. Sorry, I'll start that again. If it gets to New Zealand, or maybe it's more likely to say when it gets to New Zealand, um, it it will probably be disastrous. And I don't um, mean to say that in an alarming way. It's mm. just that, you know, we have many avian um, species. Many of them are, you know, already tinkering on the brink of extinction. Um, I think over 80% are are at risk um, mm. or, or classified as some um, le- level of, it, of being endangered. And so with such low population numbers and, um, and therefore quite a lot of these species have quite low genetic diversity, which have never been exposed to these types of viruses before, mm. um, meaning them meaning that they're quite at high risk for to experience quite um patho- pathogenic disease from this virus. Mm-hmm. Gee, well that certainly highlights the need to get our A's into G uh, pretty quickly. Jim McGigan, thanks so much for your time and bringing us up to speed on that this evening. Thanks. That was Jim McGigan from the University of Otago, Professor Jim McGigan, I should say, from the University of Otago. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.